Unhooking a Fish That You Caught, David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight. Tim Hyam, an associate professor at University of California, Riverside, studies the biomechanics of suction feeding, which is the way many recreational sport fish species, including bass, salmon, and trout, eat. We talked about what hooks do when removed from fish in catch-and-release angling. When people are fishing catch-and-release, are they almost exclusively using barbless hooks? It depends on the area. We did this work in Canada and the U.S. Barbless hooks are, in Canada, I believe it's mandatory. I don't recall if in the U.S. it is, but yeah, it's much more common now. But I don't know about other countries. They could still be using barbed hooks for sure. And barbed hooks would obviously cause a lot more damage. In catch-and-release, for example with bass, I have actually seen a fisherman, since they can't get the barb out, they'll actually cut part of the tissue of the fish to open up a whole big enough to get the barb out, and one would conclude that that would only exacerbate the problem you're describing. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but it would very likely increase the healing time, obviously. So not only would the drop in ability to feed be exacerbated, but that would probably be extended for a lot longer period of time. So barbless hooks are by far, in terms of our study, much better than barbed hooks. And if you have a barbed hook, some will cut, but some will just rip it out even harder, and that will just really damage the fish's membranes on the outside of the mouth. Dr. Hyam says there's a fairly significant mortality rate in catch and release, but it does beat the alternative of just killing the fish and throwing it back in or eating it. David Sparks, Sportsman Spotlight.